this is basically, I have put on here the details of, um, the details of what the Shi'ur is on. Now, uh, part one is Lagba Oimer, the dead unstopped. Now, it's a, something that not everybody knows about Lagba Oimer. There are in Tanakh and Midrashim 17 times that there was an unusual movement of the sun. So more. But I have so far been searching for years and found 17. And one of them is Lagba Omer, the day of the passing of Reb Shimon Bar Yechoi. So I'm going to start the Shior with Lagba Omer. And it's a quote from Zohar, the truth. I have not, I don't learn Zohar. And I wouldn't even know exactly how to find this in Zohar. It's in Zohar Parshas Hazinu, but I have not found it. Zayar Parshas Hazinu is very, very long. And we'll soon see why it's so long. I actually found this. There's a sefer called Taimei Haminhogim, who quotes this from the B'nai Yisoschar. Now, I'm going to read first a piece of Zayar, and then the rest of the shir, the notes are in English. He says over here, Yeshoimar oitam alminag b'nei Yisrael shenoyagim there is a Jewish custom to make bonfires and to make lots of light on that day of Lagba Omer. Why do we make bonfires on Lagba Omer? So another reason is the Hine Rabbi Shimon This is from Zayar again, and it's quoted. Yeah. Can you turn, can you mute, please? Can you mute, please, your speaker? Okay, just a second. Let me see how I can mute everybody. Um, manage participant. One second. How do I? Don't know how to do it. Okay. Well, if everybody could keep quiet during this year. Okay, you're right. Okay. Um, okay, anyway, if anybody, if you have a question, unmute yourself. But again, so as we were saying, why we have bonfires on Lagba Omer? And Rabbi Shimon was revealing secrets of Torah. And on that day, by Yoimahu, Beidra Kadisha, he says in Zayra Kodesh, Tafresh, Sadik Alpha, Ahmed Beis, Vizel now I want to reveal Rabbi Shimon said Hashem's secrets. However, Rabbi Shimon has a very deep and long shear to give. And the problem is Rabbi Shimon is going to die on this day before sunset. But the shear is going to take way long, many hours. Sunset's not that far away. However, this day will not go away. I'm going to finish this shear and the sun is going to wait. The sun will wait to go to its place. The sun sets every night, like another day. Today, there's no rush. The shear finishes before sunset, and sunset will have to wait for the shear. This day is in my possession. I own this shear, this day, and therefore the sun will have to wait for me. This is all Ad Khan Lashayna, a quote from the Zayar. So the Bnei Yisachar explains the Zayar. Right, so Laymar, what does the Zayar mean to say? 
That day of Lagba Omer, the day Rabbi Shimon passed away, had, was lengthy in its light. The sun had no permission to set that day. Rabbi Shimon says, Mr. Sun, Shemesh, you'll have to wait till I'm ready. For the sun to leave the world. You have Yom Kippur by Nilo, we say, that was one of Rabbi Groner's favorites. So the Shemesh cannot leave the world. Son, Shemesh, you're going to have to wait till I give you permission. This message of Lag Ba'imer is the fact that the sun was extended by so many hours, the day was extended for this amazing shear. And that's why when I looked in Zayar Parshas Hazinu, it was so hard to find this. Because if you look in Zayar Parshas Hazinu, it goes on and on and on. Because you got to Rabbi Shimon's whole shear. And for me to learn that shear, I'd need a few years to learn what Rabbi Shimon did in one shear before sunset. All the lights are insignificant. And they serve that light. The secrets of Torah. This is where Hashem has the special light for the tzaddikim. The tzaddikim who understand the secrets of Torah, they shine in this light. That light, that day was long. That day, listen to the instruction of Rabbi Shimon. You should understand this. Because of this, that's why we have a lot of light on this day. Now, we're going to, just to get you a little bit more on Lag Ba'imer, and then I want to go to general Tanakh, about 17 unusual movements of the sun. Now, basic customs of Lag Ba'imer, we light bonfires, and one of the reasons is because that's when the day was extended. Just a second, I'm just going to ask somebody to help me. How do I get this screen? Okay, so now uh, we light bonfires because that's the day. No, it's not going. How do I pick it up? Okay, sorry, my apology about my, my computer ignorance. We light bonfires on Lagbaimer because the day was extended. The custom of visiting Rabbi Shimon's grave in Meiron. So it's brought, one of the reasons is the Roman government wanted Rabbi Shimon killed. Rabbi Shimon spoke against the Roman government. And if Rabbi Shimon would have been killed, he would never have been buried because the Romans would not let people they killed be buried. His grave showed that Rome didn't succeed. He died a natural death. There's a custom of having bows and arrows on you on Lagbaimer. And the reason for this is because there was no rainbow during the life of Rabbi Shimon. I still don't know how to move it. Rabbi, uh, yeah. so what do you mean by when you say there was no rainbow during his life? Okay, uh, I still haven't learned how to move this. Oh, here. The rainbow is a sign that um, God, after, whenever we have a rainbow, it's a sign that God wanted to destroy the world and he's not going to destroy the world because 
Um, he's not going to destroy the world uh, because he, of his promise. So anytime we see a rainbow, it's a sign that we, the world deserves to be destroyed. During Rabbi Shimon's days, there was no rainbow because in his merit, all punishments of the world were removed. As there's a Gemara that says that Rabbi Shimon says, I can exempt the entire world from judgment. Okay, now, for the rest of the year, I'm going to move away from Lag Boimer. I have been for many, many years researching all um, incidents of special movements of the sun or unusual movements of the sun, which right now I'm up to about 17. And I'm going to go through now 17 unusual movements of the sun. The first one is from a medrash in Bereshis Rabbah, and you have the references written. Whoever, if you have the screen, or else I can send you this email with detailed references. But there's an amazing medrash here. I'm going to read it from Bereshis Rabbah. It says, we say this in Kiddush, Hashem blessed the seventh day and made it holy. How did Hashem make it holy? So the Medrash says, He blessed the seventh day with light. The sun set on the Friday of creation. The sun sets, normally when the sun sets, it gets darker. This time the sun set, the light shined. And which light shined? The light that Hashem created the first day. On the first day of creation, it says, God said there should be light, and there was light. And that light, it says that he saw the world wasn't deserving to use it, and he put it away for the tzaddikim for the future. However, that light, first of all, was used um, until Wednesday when Hashem created the sun. When Hashem created the sun, that light was put aside. Then Friday, when Adam was created, that light was put in again, that Adam Harishan should have amazing light. And it came Friday night when the sun set, the amazing light was still there, and it didn't set until the end of Shabbos, which is why we make Havdol and Meitzei Shabbos, and we have the candles, because Meitzei Shabbos, after Shabbos, at Havdalah time was the first time that Adam experienced darkness and he was nervous, and what's he going to do when the world is ending? And that's when he rubbed some things, stones together and made a fire. And because of this, we make on Meitzai Shabbos. That's based, it's brought in Shulchan Aruch based on this medrash. Okay, in any case. Going on now. The next question. Somebody has a question, you're welcome to ask. Or else, if not, if there's just noise, please, I'm going to mute everyone and unmute yourself if you have a question. Okay, and going on now, the second item is Cain. Everybody knows the story that Cain killed Hevel. And when Cain killed Hevel, Hashem, was, he was... All the animals were going to attack Cain, and he was in big trouble. And Cain wanted to do tshuva, but the question is, did he have a chance or is he finished? So there's an amazing Medrash Rabbah that says, By Yosem Hashem Lekayin Ois, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nechemia, Rabbi Yehuda, 
Hashem made a special early sunrise for Cain. When Cain killed Hevel that night, all the animals came to attack him. Because as a, as a human being, all the animals are afraid of a human being. When Cain killed Hevel, the Tzalem Elikim went away from his face and the animals were no longer afraid of him. And then when Cain, um, Cain killed Hevel, the animals were all going on attack until uh, Hashem made the sun came out specially for him. That Hashem made the Shem, the sun, shine for him regularly. And there's an amazing explanation in the Medrash here, which is quoted from the Mepharshim, that he says, This setting of the sun, the suddenly, uh, the fact that the sun rose in the middle of the night was a sign. Cain thought after he killed Hevel, I'm a goner. Finished. I did the most terrible thing. Hashem still wants Cain. And the reason Hashem did this, he brings in the Medrash of Hananimer, Asa Ois Lebali Tshuva. This is a sign for a Baal Tshuva. Somebody can think, I am so terrible. I have done such terrible things that I'm hopeless, no chance. So even if you did the worst thing like Cain killed Hevel and killed a quarter of the world, nevertheless, Hashem loves every human being and Hashem gives a chance to every human being. The next um, is a Gemara in Sanhedrin going to chronological order that seven days before the Mabel, before the flood, there is a Gemara in Sanhedrin that says, the Pasuk says, by Shivas Hayomim, it was at the end of the seven days, and there was a Mabel. So, Mativon Shil Shivas Hayomim. What was the significance of these seven days? So, the significance of the seven days was. Rav says this is the days of the Avelos, the morning of Mesushelach. And there's another explanation brought that Hashem, he brings Dovar Acher, Meshivas Hayomim, Shashino HaKadosh Baruch Aleim, Sidrei Breishis. Hashem changed the whole order of creation. Normally the sun goes from east to west. The seven days before the flood, the sun would shine in the west, would rise in the west, and set in the east. And Rashi on the Gemara brings that, what does it mean Hashem changed? Uh, that it was the seven days. So Rashi says, He changed the structure of the day. The meaning of the Pasuk is that the structure of the day was changed. Normally a day is sunrise from the east and sunset from the west. These seven days, the sun rose from the west and uh, went down in the east. Going on now, we're up to number four on the list. During the Mabel itself, it says, um, it's a Pasuk and Parsha Noyach that says, Day and night will not change again. So Rashi brings it from this Pasuk. We learn that during the one year of the Mabel, the structure of day and night changed. It's very unclear how exactly it changed. Something was different. There was no regular day and night. I don't know exactly how. This is one very unclear. Number five of the 17 
unusual movements of the sun that I found. Number five is Yaakov in Luz. Yaakov is running away from Esau, and Yaakov is going to Choron, and he passes Yerushalayim, and he doesn't stop there, and he goes all the way to Luz, and then he realizes, I passed Yerushalayim, and I forgot to daven, so he makes a U-turn and heads towards Yerushalayim, and over there it says, he met the place, Yerushalayim came to meet him, Yaakov Davin, and he was going to go on. So Yaakov Davin, he was planning to move on. So it says over there, what does the Pasuk say? It's in Parsha Vayetze, you have the reference. It says over here, um, and he met the place, he lodged there because the sun set. So Rashi says, it should have said, the sun set, and he lodged. What does it mean, ki bo hashemesh? Mashma, this implies, the sun set suddenly, not at the correct time. In order that he should lodge there. So that is the next unusual movement of the sun. Moving on now, we're up to, um, the next one is Yaakov at Penuel or Peniel. This is after he had a fight with the angel of Esau, and that's when the angel wounded him, and that's why we don't eat the Gidhanoshe, this sinew of the thigh, whatever the Gidhanoshe may translate as. So after Yaakov's famous fight with the angel, and Yaakov was limping, uh, it says over there, Yaakov was limping. He calls the place Peniel. I saw an angel directly and I got saved. Then it says, The sun rose for him as he left Penuel. So Rashi over there brings uh, in the second pshat that that the sun rose special for him, to heal his limp. Yaakov was limping. We don't eat the Gidanosha because Yaakov was limping. Anybody have an idea how long did Yaakov actually limp for? How long was Yaakov limping? The fight with the angel was at Alois Hashachar dawn. Yaakov was cured at sunrise. How long is it usually between dawn and sunrise? 72 minutes. Because Hashem didn't want Yaakov to limp for an entire 72 minutes, he made an early sunrise so that Yaakov's limp should be healed right away. So when we don't eat the Gidan Nosha because Yaakov was limping, Yaakov limping was actually for a very short time. The next unusual movement to the sun, which I've numbered here on the list, as number seven, during the war of Amalek, when the Jews were in the desert, and Amalek came to attack the Jewish people. And uh, Yehoshua goes, Meshit sends Yehoshua, Bechar Anoshim, choose men to go fight Amalek. And it says over there in the Pasuk, um, we have over there that whenever Meshit's hands were up, Yidin, the Yidin would win, Whenever Moshe put his hands down, Amalek would win, and Aaron and Hur supported his hands. 
And it says there, Vayihi Yodav Emunah, Moshe's hands were spread upward to win the war, Ad Boy Hashemesh, till the sun set. So Rashi says that the Amalekim would calculate, the people from Amalek calculated the hours to know with astronomy which hours they will win. Behemin Lohem Moshe Chamos. So Moshe stopped the sun, Meir Vibes Hashois, and mixed up all the hours so that their calculations all got messed up. Um, the next on our list is number eight, which is Maisha at the War of Sichon. There is actually two versions of this in different Rashi and different other places, whether it's the War of Sichon or whether it is the war with Oig. But in any case, there is a Posset in Parshas Devarim, where it says, and you have the reference here, Hayoim hazeh ochel teis pachtecha v'yeroscha al pnei ho'amim tachas kol ha'shamayim. I will put your fear for all the nations under the heaven. Asher, so what does it say over here? Rashi says, what do you mean? The fear for all the nations under the heaven. Rashi says, made this teaches us, she'omda chama lemeisha, the sun stopped for meisha, and either our Rashi says, or there's another version here, but either way, on that day, the day of Sichon's war, the day of Oig's war, the sun stopped for Meisheh. And it became known under the whole, under the whole heaven. There is actually, I'm just looking here, there's a commentary brought in Shaila Moira from Maskil Ladovit, where he asks, by Yehoshua, it says there was never such a great day, but Moshe already also stopped the sun. So he says, first of all, Moshe didn't stop it as many hours as Yehoshua. And second of all, when, in the day of Moshe stopped the sun, there weren't the Avne Borod, because the day Yehoshua stopped the sun, there was also Avne Borod, which is hailstones that were falling from heaven and killing people. That's what the Maskil Ladovit said but I'd like to soon get to another reason. The next one we have is Yehoshua in Givain, when Yehoshua was having the fight with Givain, and he said, Shemesh, this is the most famous one, Shemesh begivain doim beoreach beimek may the sun stop in Givain, or maybe the sun should stop singing to Hashem, and automatically it would stop, and the moon would stop in the valley of Ayolim, and then Yehoshua won the war on that day. This took place on Friday, the 3rd of Tammuz, Gimel Tammuz, when Yeshua stopped the sun. Just to read you that from the Pasuk, that it says, Oz Yedaber Yeshua, Yeshua spoke on that day by Yomer Leine Yisrael, and he said in the front of all the Jewish people, Shemesh begivain doim v'yoreach beimek ayolim, the sun should stop. By Yidim Hashemesh, the sun stopped, or the sun was silent. V'yoreach Omad, and the moon stopped. Till he took revenge from his enemies. It's already written in Sefer Bereshis, because in Sefer Bereshis it already says that about Yosef, that the seed of Yosef will fill all the nations. All the nations would be speaking about the greatness of the descendant of Yosef who stopped the sun, which is Yehoshua. The sun stopped right in the middle of the sky. And he didn't move on for a full day. 
I guess a full 24 hours, or it's not clear how long, a full day the sun stopped there. And he goes on to say, there was never something like that day. There was never anything like that before or after. For Hashem to listen to a human being, that a human being goes and says, son, stop, and Hashem listens, and everybody saw ki Hashem that Hashem fought on behalf of the Jewish nation. Now, all the commentaries discuss, if we have many, multi, many, we have other unusual movements as well, why is it that the one of the days of Yeshua was the greatest ever? So I just mentioned from Maskele David, but I saw many commentaries bring that the reason is, it says in the Pasuk, that Hashem listened to the voice of a person. All the other unusual movements of the sun, there wasn't a person in public speaking to the sun. If I would go now in front of thousands of people, and the story of Yeshua was in front of many thousands, and say, sun, stop, moon, stop, and the sun and the moon would obey me, it would be shocking. All the other ones, nobody actually addressed the sun and the moon. I also saw an amazing pirush on this, on Yeshua stopping the sun. Why was it necessary for Yeshua to stop the sun? If you're in the middle of a war, you can continue fighting on Shabbos. So actually, I saw in Pirushim, I saw it in the Sefer Torah Shavalpeh, brings it from various Mepharshim, that the war of Yeshua with Givain was different to every war. The halacha, that you're allowed to break Shabbos for Pikuach Nefesh, is to save Jewish lives. What was the purpose of the war of Givain? That war was, there was a group of people from Givain, the Givainim, who came and tricked Yeshua, and they told him they're from far away, and they were really from nearby, and they converted, and they, had a, they made a covenant with him, which was based on a trick, and Yeshua accepted them, and later he found out that they had misled him. And there was a major question whether we should or shouldn't keep the promise, because the promise was made because of deception. There was also a major question if their conversion was valid, are they halachically Jewish or not? So there was a major halachic question on the status of these people. Suddenly the other nations of Canaan came to attack the Givainim, and the Givainim called to Yeshua, as I'll read you a passage, the people of Givain sent a message to Yeshua, and they said, don't hold your hand back, come quick, and save us and help us, all the kings of the Amoiri, all the Goyim of Canaan have come to attack the Givainim and have them killed. Now the question is, how should we deal with these Givainim? They tricked us, their deception. A major question, are these Givainim actually Jewish? Is their conversion valid or not? If their conversion is valid, then it's Pikuach Nefesh, it's Deich HaShabbos. If the conversion is not valid, then you're not allowed to fight on Shabbos. So it's a major halacha question. It was no time to deal with halacha question. So the best solution was stop the sun, put the sun on hold for 24 hours, finish the war on Friday. Friday, for sure, you're allowed to fight a war to save the Givainim. And then the lumdus halacha will deal with later. So that is why on that day of Gimel Tammuz, it was so urgent to stop the sun. The next number 10 of the unusual movements of the sun is 
the war of Devaira and Barak against Sisra, where the day was tremendously lengthened. It's a medrash in Kaihelis Rabo, and it's quite an amazing medrash. Uh, the medrash in Kaihelis Rabo says over there, the medrash is going through a number of these unusual movements. The medrash speaks about in the days of Yaakov. It was supposed to be day, and Hashem turned day into night because he wanted to speak to Yaakov privately. He wanted Yaakov to lodge in Yerushalayim, at the place of the base Hamikdash. And then comes the Vayra and Barak, and they made Amdu, the Vayra, Barak, The Vayra and Barak made night into day. Hadohu Diksiv, the Pasuk says, Batashar the Vayra, Barak ben Avinayim. Devaira and Barak ben Avinoyam sang their amazing Shira, Shiras Devaira. We have Shabbos Shira when we read the Torah as Yashir and we read the Haftarah from Shiras Devaira. So it's all by Yoim Hahu. As you go through the Haftarah of Shabbos Shira, it says about five or six times there the words by Yoim Hahu, the whole thing happened that day. Says the Medrash. Uh, six amazing miracles happened that day. The whole story of the Barak and the Vaira was all happened in one day between sunrise and sunset. Actually, Sisra and Yavin Melech Knan were persecuting the Jewish people for 20 years. It says that they persecuted for 20 years. Suddenly, after 20 years of persecution, the Jews got an idea, let's ask the Veda for advice. It says, that day they came to ask the Veda advice. That day the Veda sent a message to Sisra to gather an army of 10,000 men from Naphtali and Zavun. Barak, correction, the Veda told Barak to gather a army from Naphtali and Zavun. On that day, that day they had the war against Sisra. Number four, that day Sisra was killed. Number five, that day they divided the spoils. And number six, the Shira was also that day. Now, there's no way so many things can happen in one in a 12-hour day from sunrise to sunset. So that's why the Medrash says, The night was made in today. The Veda says, we're finishing this issue today. We don't have time, so the sun is going to wait, and we will finish the problem today. The next on the list is Eliyahu in Har HaKarmel. This is the famous Haftarah, which we read on Parshas Kisisa. When the Jews were serving idols, and there was a famine for three years, and Eliyahu wanted first, before they bring the rain, to acknowledge that the Jews should acknowledge Hashem. And he gathered all the Jewish people to Harakarmel, and he gathered the 400 Nevi'e Habal, prophets of the Baal, and he said, they'll build him as Bayach, and he'll build him as Bayach. And we'll see who will get a fire down from heaven. And in the morning, the people of the Baal built their Mizbeach. They knew they wouldn't get a fire. So they had a man there inside the Mizbeach. They had a fellow whose job, Chiel Beisaeli, whose job was to 
sat a fire and pretend it came from heaven, but he was in there and he got bitten by a snake and they were screaming and and Eliyahu Anabi says, you know, you're not screaming loud enough. Maybe your God went to sleep. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's hard of hearing. Scream louder. And he was mocking them. Then it came in the afternoon. Eliyahu built his Mizbeach. He built, he built the Mizbeach of 12 stones for the 12 Shvatim. He also said to pour water. And they poured a tremendous amount of water. And then he calls out, Aneini, Hashem, Aneini, answer me, Hashem, answer me. So if you go through the details of the story, that happened on that afternoon when Eliyahu brought the fire from heaven. An amazing amount of things happened that day, just to read you. And there's two separate midrashim that have this. One is a Breshis Rabo, you know, a correction. One is Agodas Breshis. I don't think that's the one I quoted here. I only think there's two of them here. Um, okay. And one is from Agodas Breshis that he brings. And how did Eliyahu do all this? When did Eliyahu have time to build him his bath? He had to fix all the wood and the Avonim and the Mayim Asherbatol and all the water and to Shech the Shoyer. He had to build him his bath. stopped the sun to finish everything on that day and he told the Shemesh, told the sun, This is all for your master. For Hashem. Just like in the days of Yeshua, you stop for Hashem, do it again, stop for a Kiddush Hashem. That's one medrash. There's another medrash, which that's where I have the reference here. This medrash is from Psikta and from Yalkut Shemaini, where he quotes 20 similarities between Elio and Moshe Rabbeinu, and he says, Moshe Hamid Galgal Chama, Moshe stopped the sun. As it says, Hayyim Hazer Ochel Teispachtacha. And Eliyahu hamid galgal chama. And Eliyahu stopped the sun, as he said, today, everybody's going to know that you're God, and one of it is because he stopped the sun. That's an amazing medrash, because the medrash has 20 amazing similarities between Eliyahu Hanavi and Moshe Rabbeinu, but one of them is that he stopped the sun on that day, similar to Moshe Rabbeinu. The next one on our list, which is number 11 on our list, is the funeral of King Ochoz. This King Ochoz was a Jewish king who was quite terrible. He actually, it says, why is he called Ochaz? She'ochaz bedalsei beis He put guards on every beis medrash. He closed all the shuls, all the kailos, all the yeshivas. And he said, anybody caught learning would be stabbed, would be put to death. I guess then he was against the Zoom Shiurim as well because he didn't want any learning. And there was a death penalty for anybody caught on a shear, anybody caught learning Torah. When Ochoz died and they were going to bury him as a king, the sun um, shortened, the day shortened 10 hours so that there should be no, just to read Rashi, Yoim, this is Rashi in Melachim Beis, Yoim Shemes Ochoz, the day Ochoz died, Niskatzer Hayoim, the day was shortened. The sun, the shade came down 10 step, ten out of 12 hours. It was shortened by 10 hours. That there should be no eulogy. And now then Rashi finishes, which is the next one. That The day then was lengthened. By Ochaz's day, it was shortened by 10 hours. So they shouldn't give him a proper eulogy. 
in the day in the days of his father Chizkiyahu, the day gets lengthened by uh, ten hours. And that story is found in the same place over there. The story was that Yeshayahu Hanavi comes to Chizkiyahu. Lift the screen again. I don't know how to do it. Lift the screen a little bit just to get to the bottom. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, the day of Hashem. Now, Chizkiyahu got sick, and Yeshayahu Hanavi comes to him and he tells him that you're going to die and you're not going to live. Rashi says, Gemara brings, you're going to die in Elam Haze, you're not going to have Elam Haba. Yes, why? Chizkiyahu was a tzaddik, he did everything right. Why? Because he didn't get married, he didn't have children. And he says, the reason I didn't get married is because I saw Baruch HaKadosh. I saw that I would have children who are very evil. Yishayohanov, he tells him, you have to do whatever you're told to do and let Hashem mix, do his business. So Chizkiyahu says, you know what? So let me now, maybe I can marry your daughter and maybe the merit of both together will help. So Yishayohanov, he tells him it's too late. So Chizkiyahu then turns to the wall and davens as many in Midrashim there on his davening, but whatever, I want to go into that now. And Hashem tells Yishayahu, go tell Chizkiyahu that we've given him 15 more years of life. And then he gives him, he tells him as a sign, first he tells him to take some dry figs and put it on the shechin, on the boils, and he put it on and immediately they got healed. And then he said, I want to give you another sign, and would you rather the sun uh, stop right where it is for 10 hours, or would you rather uh, the day be extended by 10 hours? And Chizkiyot chose to have the day extended by 10 hours, so that day that Chizkiyot was was promised a for Shlema, the day was extended by 10 hours. And this was shortly before, a few days after this, was the downfall of King Sancherev, which was still when Chizkiyahu was sick in bed. And actually on Pesach night is when King Sancherev and 185,000 of his officers died outside Yerushalayim. King Sancherev remained alive. And then next morning, Pesach morning, is when Chizkiyahu had a sufficient for Shlema to go to the Beis HaMikdash. But in any case, so we have Rashi there that clearly says that that day was extended 10 hours. Okay, those 10 hours were given back to Chizkiyo. Okay, the next story, which we're up to now is number 15 is a story in Gemara, Nakdimon Ben-Gurion. Nakdimon Ben-Gurion was a Jew who lived in Yerushalayim shortly before the destruction of the second Beis HaMikdash. He was one of the three rich people who offered that when there was the siege of Yerushalayim that he would support the Jewish people. 21 years of support, there were three rich people, Nakdim and Ben-Gurion and ben Kalba Savu and ben Sitzes Aksas. One offered to give wheat and barley, one offered wine and oil, one offered wood. Anyway, Nakdimon Ben-Gurion was one of these three rich people. Why is he called Nakdimon? The Gemara says, The sun came out for him. The story the Gemara brings is, this was during the time of the Beis HaMikdash <coughs> Yidin were going to be a There was a shortage of water. And Nakdimon came to a certain other and a certain wealthy man, I think a guy, I'm not sure, and he offered him that, you know, you have 12 wells of water. 
let me have the 12 wells. If it doesn't rain till this and this date, I'll give you 12 sacks of gold. Anyway, they made the deal and the day came and it didn't rain. So this guy comes to Nakdimain or this Odin, the Gemara calls him an Odin, comes to Nakdimain and says, you got to pay up. So Nakdimain says, no, we got time. I got all day. Right at, towards the end of the day, it's getting dark. Nakdimain says, he goes, this, this uh, Odin, uh, this uh, wealthy guy, goes into his merchats to bathe and getting all excited. He's getting all this gold. And Nakdimain goes into the base of to Davin. And he davens Hashem and he says, you know, I didn't do it for you. I didn't do it for my glory. I did it. You didn't should have water. And the sun and uh, they started pouring rain and it filled all 12 wells. Nakdimain meets this guy and the guy says, I know that Hashem made this rain for you. But nevertheless, it's too late. It's after sunset. The sun is set. You still got to pay up. So Nakdimain went back into the base of Mikdash and davened again and said, Hashem, prove it. Show that there's a God in the world. And, and then the sun came out and... The guy says, this, the other, this guy says, uh, I know that Hashem brought out the sun for you. And if Hashem didn't bring out the sun for you, I could have won in court. But you know, you, you have such connection that you have control over the sun. So I have no chance against you guys. Number 16 is Lad Bo'emer, which we mentioned in the beginning of the shir, that you know, if Shimon Ba'yichoy had an amazing shir, he had a given Lad Bo'emer. And he had to finish it that day because he was destined to pass away on Lag Boimer. So he kept the sun waiting until um, the shear is finished. And the last one that I found, number 17, is the day of the passing of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi passed away, says in Gemari Talmud Bavli as well in Ksubis, passed away on a Friday. The funeral was on Friday. There was a massive funeral. And I don't know, thousands, tens of thousands, I don't know how many, I can't give you the numbers, but a massive number of people participated in the funeral. The problem was that it was very time consuming and it was going to be Shabbos. So Hashem made that people shouldn't rush home. The day was extended. They should be able to do the funeral with Hespedim, with everything, no rush whatsoever, because there'll be plenty of hours till Shabbos. The sun waited till the last Jew came home before it set so that nobody would get stuck because he was, gave cover to Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. Okay, so these are just, which I found so far, 17 unusual movements of the sun. If, and um, could still be more, I'm not certain. Um, if there's anything that I would love to hear from people now, I'm going to stop sharing the screen so I can see more of people's faces. Um, if there's anyone, if anybody could speak up, I would appreciate any comments because, uh, and the shear is now, uh, basically, that's the end. I wish everybody Hatzlocha and Lag Boimer in the Schus of Rav Shimon Ben Yechoi. It says that uh, in the Schus of, Se- of the Sefer Azoyar, Mahaychi Burdi Loch Yifkun Beimin Golusa Berachamim, they will go out of Golus with Rachamim, uh, with mercy and the honor because of the Sefer Azoyar. So we're going to leave it at this, and I wish everybody Hatzlocha. Please, comments, questions. But my, my talking is over now. Let me just see if we can unmute everybody or people unmute themselves. Thank you. It was very nice. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Rabbi Gordon. If you continue the study, it would be interesting to see how many more there might be hiding away in I can't tell you, some I can't of the tell you that I once gave this shear in Sydney and a young girl of about 10 years old, Rabbi Garari's daughter, 
suddenly showed me another one that I missed, which was Rashi and Chumash. Okay, and there as you I've go. given this year over and over, more people pointed out different things to me. So I'm asking anybody here who can point out one that I missed. I found right now I'm up to 17. Please help me find more. Okay, the challenge is on, Rabbi. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, <laughs> please do your research. Okay, thank I you. I have this over awesome. the years, I started giving this year, I had 10. And bit by bit, we found more. Okay, all right, we'll thank keep you, looking. Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. And it's Pesach Sheini. The message of Pesach Sheini, Nitokin Fafan. It's never too late. There's always a chance. And one of these unusual movements that Cain killed Hevel and he thought it was all over. And Hashem says, no, I love you anyway. And regardless of what terrible thing you did, you can always do Teshuvah. There's room for every, Hashem loves every single Jew and there's no limit to how much Hashem is going to do for every one of us. Amen.